Well, funny enough, Dan, Sam hasn't got 13 fingers, so I'm not sure where you got that from. <laughs> the Les Blues. <laughs> I can't speak French, Adam. I just oh, let the funky music do the talking. <laughs> you just wait until the Tunnel's Caramel Challenge Cup comes back. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 23 of the Rematch podcast. I'm Sam, your host for this week, and I'm joined by Adam, Cam and Dan. No, Ollie, unfortunately, is he had better things to do than talk about England as we preview Euro 2020. We've also got a listener's question and a European-themed quiz before we take a summer break. So two of us watched this week's England match on TV and two of us were actually there. Um, Dan, your comment last week in the last podcast saying, oh, me and Sam are going to the England game, not together, uh, came back to bite you on the arse a little bit, didn't it, mate? <laughs> it, it did a little bit, yeah, because I got there and then it, look who was sat next to me. But this geezer and it. his dad. That wasn't by, by, that was just by chance? Yeah. 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 No way. That's ridiculous. I thought, you, I thought you planned it. No, God, genuinely. planned it. God, no, I wouldn't want to sit next to him. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's ridiculous. What's the chances of that? One in 8,000, I, I think. Yeah, one in the Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, no. But, Dan, in the match on Wednesday night, it was against Austria. How did you find it? Because I think at one point you turned to me and said, if this was on TV, I would have turned it off. Yeah, <laughs> literally, I couldn't have put it better myself. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, um, no seriously it was it was just before the game I've I've never been to an England game before so the atmosphere I loved it and even though there was obviously the stadium wasn't full and I really wish it was Hmm. doing the national anthem and stuff was absolutely brilliant I almost knew all the words to it and (laughs) to be fair and it was just class, but then all of a sudden it kicked off, and I was just like, "Oh my god, I'm quite worried here." And then I, I sort of woke myself up a bit, and I thought, "It's only a warm-up game. It's just, it, and it's not the uh, the side that will be starting at the Euros." And I was like, "Right, okay, we'll we'll be sound, sort of thing." And obviously, we scraped a one-nil win. Would have loved to see more goals, but I didn't go on Sunday, and um, I watched most of it. But again, it sounded quite a similar game and that was with a few more starters, wasn't it? So it was a little bit more worrying and I'm sure we'll get to that. But yeah, it was a, it was a, it was good to go to an England game though. Yeah, I feel the same way. How did it look from uh, the TV screens, Adam and Cam? Boring. Looked like the Riverside to me. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I grew out of it. It was terrible. Really terrible. Uh, you know, they were, we may as well have lost them, to be honest. They were that... That rubbish. Oh, you felt that sort of rubbish after it. There's only like one or two players, maybe, that you come out thinking, "Oh, yeah, he's maybe a bit better than I thought." Because most of them, you come out thinking, "Oh, I'm a bit, bit worried now." Yeah, I think, I think we'll probably come to him a little bit later on. But I thought Tyron Mings was a decent option at centre half, and now I don't think he's a decent option at all. <laughs> I, I'm really, really worried if he has to play any football, which he probably will have to. So, mm. yeah, I'm sure that I think there's probably a few more as well that. Looked at and go. Actually, he's a bit underwhelming. There was a probably only Grealish and and then like Ben White. He was obviously again. We'll come to him being called up. Was like, oh, I'm a bit surprised Ben White's done okay, and he probably deserves to be in now. And he certainly has played better than some of the other defenders that have played. Were uh, Gareth Southgate's team selections a bit surprising? 
because I know he couldn't play the Man City and the Chelsea players and the United players even in the first game. I know Rashford played um, against Romania. But there was a sense of, there's a week before the European Championships start for real. These are were marketed as warm-up games, the games in preparation for the European Championships. These are the teams that were going to play almost in the opening games. And you looked at the lineup and thought, well, why is Lingard playing if he's not going? Why is Ben Godfrey on the bench if he's not going? I mean, did anyone else think it was just a bit, um, a bit, a bit strange from Southgate? I, I don't get what I don't get what what we've learned from them. I don't know what Southgate's learned from them because I can sort of understand him playing the players like like Sam Johnston and, and Ward Prowse and Lingard who aren't going because if they get called up through injuries or whatever, at least they've had some game time in the last month by then. So I sort of get it, but. I don't know why we're building them as warm-up games. I don't really understand the point if that's how we're going to treat a warm-up game because the worry for me is that even, yeah, fair enough, you couldn't play or chose not to play the Man City, the Chelsea players. I mean, they were still there. You could have played them. They were still there. Just you didn't, you chose not to play them. We're going to have a starting eleven against Croatia who have never played together before. And that is incredibly worrying when it's... A complete mix of teams, even more of a mix of teams than I think he's ever been before. You've got Villa players, Everton players, who don't players often get in. Yeah, yeah, and even more, yeah, yeah, Dortmund players as well. Yeah, players yeah. abroad as well. Yeah, yeah, Trippier, yeah, exactly. And the, the, you're all bringing these all together. You're having as a squad who you know, like you, you've had for the last couple of weeks seven players who aren't in that squad training with you. Mm. So we haven't learned anything. And I think it's going to be a real worry. The first the first half, maybe even the first game of the Euro, is going to be a real worry. And I, I wish it was against a, a so-called lesser side because I think we could get absolutely embarrassed by Croatia just because I think we could be 3-0 down in 10 minutes because these players have never played together before. And if we play the same way as we did as a team in the last two games, then we're going to get found out. I'm sorry, but what was the reasoning behind Chelsea and Man City players not playing on uh, on Sunday? I, I cannot for the life of me understand it. They've had how long since the Champions League final? How many days is it? 13 days, Sam's saying there, I think. So <laughs> we'll go with that. Um, I don't but, think he is. <laughs> is it not? I mean, they've had a well, good time. Dan, well, funny enough, Dan, Sam hasn't got 13 fingers. So I'm not sure where you got that from. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Um, but anyway... <laughs> <laughs> Eight days, right? So we'll say eight days. We'll go with that. Why could they not get on a flight straight to, to Rockcliffe and join up with the team straight after the final? Maybe have a day off and then go there and train and maybe not play on the Tuesday, but play on the on the Sunday. And then on that Sunday, he should have literally started the exact team that is starting against Croatia. There was no reason for him not to. Like Adam said just then, we're going in. <laughs> I, I, I bet you right now, Southgate does not know his first team. This is the issue you've got. And to an extent, it's quite exciting because it's not predictable. But it's also very worrying because if he doesn't know his best 11, nobody does because he knows them players the best. And it, it for me, there's just all this expectation now. And we say it every time it's coming home. Half the time we say it in jokingly. I think this time a lot of people are expecting it to come home. And they're going to be very, very, very shocked, in my opinion, in a few weeks' time if we go out in the round of 16. I think the reason for Southgate not playing the Chelsea City players, I think he said that 
he didn't he didn't specifically say players of those teams, but he, he said there's some players in this squad that that need minutes, that need game time, which I think Adam touched on saying the likes of Johnston and and whatever getting getting some getting some game time. But he also said that there's players that definitely don't need minutes, which obviously I'm guessing was alluding to the Chelsea City players and potentially players from some other teams as well. That but what about maybe, minutes together though? Do you know what oh, I mean? Like, I know. I, I, don't, I don't disagree. I, I, I might be jumping admit, ahead of you, but front three, if we're, if you're going behind Kane, if you're going Grealish, you're going Mount and Forden, have them three ever played together? And we're expecting them to do absolute miracles. I, I'm, not, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure how this works. I'm really not. I'm sorry, I'm going off on a bit of a tangent here, but yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting angry. I don't know why we couldn't have maybe pushed the friendlies back a little bit. I don't know if there's a rule, maybe you can't have a friendly week before you first game. I don't I don't think that's all it'd be a stupid one if if it is. But I don't see why we couldn't have played like Saturday Wednesday is in Wednesday this well coming up this week. Because then surely they would have had like I say we've had had enough rest. And okay they might not need need a minutes but as Dan said, you know, they need minutes together as a as a cohesive team. So I don't see why a friend or at least a, a third friendly because it's not like Half the players that haven't played probably would be in Southgate's first team. The city, Man City, uh, the city, the city, Man City players, the city and Chelsea players. <laughs> <laughs> um, For all we know, though, they could have a behind closed doors friendly against an, another. That's probably what he's doing. Is I, a, I, you would hope so, wouldn't you? Yeah, having having a week's friendlies, uh, having a week's training under the belt is going to be, you know, huge as well. But yeah, I think I think there's nothing, nothing that you know can recreate match tempo, especially not in front of a crowd. So. Yeah, I think it is a little bit disappointing that you know there's this little weight as well, and it and it would have been better if we'd had another game to look forward to, like another friendly, because like I said, we're sat here thinking oh, it's a bit rubbish, this isn't it? You know, I think we we're all hyped maybe before that first game. I ordered a shirt, and now I'm thinking, well, I've got it on now, but I might it might be off in three games time. <laughs> oh God, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Not in a good way. <laughs> Discard on the floor. There is another side to this, though, isn't there? In the case that Southgate may have rested his better players and therefore they may be firing and ready to go for that first game against mm. Croatia. Um, you saw what happened to Trent Alexander Arnold after battling to get into the squad and then was injured in the warm up game and now he's out for the entire the entire tournament. So mm. there is a, a a different angle to, to come from, and Southgate might have actually played a masterstroke in his um, just keeping his best players fit. I mean, one of the best players, Jack Grealish, I know that goes against the argument because he played both games, but we now know that he definitely should be one of the first names on the team sheet. And if you combine that with Foden and Mount, who maybe are fully rested and ready to go, then surely that's an attacking front line that we can all get behind. He got an absolute kicking as well, didn't he? As he does most games, Jack Grealish. And for the first game, he came off with a bit of ice and then he and then he played the next game so it was like well he's not resting him that much because he's another one that's had a long time out of injury and and yeah okay mate yeah he needs minutes to get back into that but then he's just being kicked kicked to the floor constantly and then we're going well all right we'll keep playing him <laughs> we'll not protect him so <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand but it's, it's a case of with him when when you see him play for a filler and you so i'm just like Oh, we man, get up all the time. Mm. And it was for England, you're like, hey, yeah. ref! ref! <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's screaming from Ward Prowse to be in the squad to get you make yeah. most of those fouls. <laughs> so England's chances at Euro 2020 in a group with Croatia, Scotland and the Czech Republic, how do you think that will pan out? Because I know you can make a prediction of, oh, we'll, we'll get to the quarterfinals, would be great. But if you look at those teams, England on paper, 
should easily qualify for the next stage, shouldn't they? Whether it's first or second, I know mm-hmm. third place does in some cases as well. But mm-hmm. if England don't make it out of the group, that is a catastrophic failure, is it not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right, Sam. Yeah. And I, I'm not worried to that. Like I said, Adam, as you talked about Croatia at the start, I'm not too worried, to be honest. I don't think it's just, it's the same Croatia team. It, you know, there'll probably be a lot of the same players there, but as we, you know, as you could probably tell, a lot of their better players were a, th- a three years older and not in a sen- in a good way in terms of experience, like Luka Modric, and his legs are three years older, and he's probably not going to be able to have the same impact. Um, not that they've not got a a a battle, or they've got a good squad. They've got a brilliant squad, really, or at least a, a brilliant starting eleven. But I'm not worried, and and it's and it's the same with the Czech Republic again. Probably once. A very, a very a solid team, a team that you'd be worried about dropping points to in a group stage. Now I'm not too worried. In fact, the one that I'm worried about is probably the weakest team in in Scotland. I'm I'm really worried about Scotland because they play with such an energy. They always play with such an energy. And if they get at our back line, and if, if we have Tyrone Mings in that back line, they get at it. The the, the there is goals there for them. Mm-hmm. So. And I think that I mean we've sometimes we play with the back four, sometimes we play with the back five. My only hope is that. A bit like when Alexander Arnold, there was all that paper talk just before the squad was announced that he wasn't going to make it, and then he did. And Southgate came out and he said, Well, I actually told Trent about three weeks ago that he was going to be in. And it's all just rumours after that. And I sometimes I've got to try and get on top of that. I can only hope that that sort of thing's happening again. And in private, he's told he's starting 11 that they are his starting 11. Because if he hasn't, we've got a real problem defensively. Because I think the attacking players, I think you can just chuck them on. And say right, go and try and score some mm-hmm. goals, and they'll probably do do so. But at the back, you've got to have such an understanding with players when you're at this absolute top level. And if they don't know who's starting yet, or if Ben White's in, suddenly included into squad, suddenly change things, and now Ben White's going to be starting ahead of someone, we could be in real trouble because none of them are going to know each other across that back line. And it, and 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 that's why it always be particularly against Scotland is I don't think they've got loads and loads of ability, but they have mm-hmm. such an energy. They get fullbacks forward. They overload the penalty area and if we have a shaky non no, not, not straight back line something in a four something in a five we're, we're going to get found out if you look at it game by game like adam said earlier Croatia the first game we could absolutely go and smash them for and we could get off to a great start which is what everyone of course wants but on the other hand they could really shock us and we might not know what we're doing we have a shaky start then you move into the Shockland. Uh, Shockland. Shockland. <laughs> oh, no. That's, a, move... that's a headline. That is the next <laughs> Shockland. Yeah, it might be. Well, then you go into the Scotland game and the atmosphere could take over that one. They could literally shock us. And then all the pressure is on that Czech Republic game. And <laughs> under pressure, what can this side do? We don't know yet. So I'm quite worried about this group mm-hmm. just for, for a start. Yeah. I mean, people are talking ahead of it thinking like, or who we might get in the round of 16 and stuff. Get through this group first. <laughs> and and also scoring goals. We've, we've got to really start putting them away because in them two friendlies, we really weren't clinical against two poor sides. And I know it was a second string side, but you've still got to get that yeah. clinical edge to you. I mean, and they both had great chances, didn't they? There was the header late on against uh, Austria and then the Sam Johnson save, which was outstanding mm-hmm. against Romania. Um I know Dan said to not look further ahead, but it wouldn't really be a preview if we didn't. So if England win Group D, they will face the runners-up from Group F, which is one of Portugal, France, Germany or Hungary. 
it's similar situation to the World Cup three years ago, isn't it? In the, the fact that if you come second in your group, you then face an easier pathway towards the final. Um, is that something that you would want for England? Or is that, is that again, a poor mentality in the case of you're going to have to beat everyone on paper pretty much to win the tournament. You're going to have to face the stronger sides later on. Why not get one under your belt earlier, earlier doors and knock out one of the favourites in the round of 16 as opposed to waiting to the semi-final? I'm behind that. I, I think you just go out and you win every game. I'd absolutely hate it if we had the chance coming into the third fixture and we sort of played it off and we'd almost try to lose the game and try to finish second because that is weak mentality. And I, I almost, in a way, if we did that, I'd hope we got knocked out to someone like Hungary if we play them. Because I, 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 you've got a player who's in front of you. What a statement that would be if this England side played France in the round of 16 and they beat the World Cup winners. Then we're the team to fear for absolutely everyone going forward into the competition. That, that's what you've got to do for me. And if you get one of those big names under the belt, it can drive confidence going forward for the rest of the tournament. If you beat Hungary, then all the English media just saying is, well, it was Hungary, we were expecting to beat them. Whereas if it's someone like Portugal, France, Germany, and it's like, well, you've got a big scalp there, um, we're behind you now, let's go and win this tournament. When did we last play a, a sort of elite, really elite European side? I think if we end, we'll, if, if we go past the group, either way, we'll probably end up with Germany, France or Portugal. Hmm. Now, they are all leagues above the opposition that we've been playing in qualifiers and friendlies for the last two years, three years. I can, I can only really think of Croatia in the Nations League that we won at Wembley. And then yeah. when we lost to, was it the Holland? Netherlands? Yeah. The Netherlands an extra time. Other than them two games, which of which we lost one, let's not forget, <laughs> and we only won the other one in the last five minutes or something. Who have we played that's at that same level? I don't think, we've, I don't think anybody. So if England were then to finish second in Group D, they would face the runners-up from Spain, Sweden, Poland or Slovakia. Again, much easier on paper. It's what happened at the World Cup, wasn't it? But then it almost came back to bite us because we See, we lost to we lost to Belgium, didn't we, in the last game, and then faced Colombia, and it took us to a penalty shootout to get past them. So now you've read them names out, and I, I now want to finish second. <laughs> 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 it's it's hard, isn't it? I, I I do get what you mean, but yeah, like I'd, I'd still go with the first view that I went with because it, it just makes more sense. But it. What what to, uh, sort of a different question? But what to you guys would be more would be better as a tournament? Getting to the semi-finals after beating some lesser teams, or getting beaten narrowly by France in the round of sixteen? What do you know? What I mean, because it's a similar sort of thing. It's, it's the same level of performance, mm. but you're obviously getting a bit later on in the. St- it's it's so difficult for me to say. I, I think with tournament football, you've just got to, it's just about going as far as possible, isn't it? Yeah. Regardless of who you play, you know. So it it won't matter. I think if I think if we like I say if we lost to France, whoever if we lost to any team in the round of sixteen, I think it would be very disappointing. Hmm. I agree with honest. what you said. Sorry, Cam. I agree with what yeah. you said earlier, Dan. In that you go out in knockout football in a World Cup or a European Championship, you go out to win every single game, no matter who the opposition. That means that you aim to finish top of the group. If that means that you play a stronger nation, then it would appear you could have mm-hmm. got by finishing second. So be it, because you go out to win every single game. And that mentality will then carry you forward throughout the tournament. If you go out and think, oh, well, we can throw this one away, let's put a second string side, 
the whole squad is then disfigured and it's like well I, I was in this team before why am I not in this now this is this is tournament football at the highest possible level I want to play every match for my country if you then put out a second string side what message does that send to the fans back home that we're trying to throw this game away um, I think you've got to go out and, and win every single game personally mm-hmm. and then see where that gets you if you get beat and you've put out a better team well then so be it and you get on that pathway that's supposedly easier towards the final but don't go out and try and do that Let's then change tack slightly and talk about the England squad itself. Um, that was announced last Tuesday, I believe. Uh, a few eyebrows were raised at the initial selection. Jesse Lingard, unfortunate to miss out. I think he scored something like nine goals since joining West Ham on loan in January. Him, James Ward-Prowse are probably the two key players or the two big names that aren't going towards um, the Euros this summer. Is there anyone else that you think is unlucky to miss out on the squad? No, it was just them two of me, to be honest. You're just trying to get to say Patrick Bamford, Sam. I am particularly, yeah. <laughs> maybe, 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 maybe Watkins, actually. Or is he in? No, he's not in, is he? No, no. he's, he's, he's not yeah. made the, he made the 33, yeah. he hasn't made the 26. And probably him, only because I think, I think Watkins would only have ever come on in the game, I think, if we were really chasing it. Mm-hmm. But I think if Kane gets injured or even suspended or anything like that, I don't think we've got a, any replacement as a, as a number nine. I don't think. I think the nearest you would have got was Watkins. So I think I would have taken him oh. purely as a backup. I don't think you can play Rashford or Sterling unless I'm missing some really good ones here. <laughs> oh, yeah, I am missing some really good ones. He's literally the perfect replacement. What's that screen sharing? Sorry, so you can see my screen about a missing play. <laughs> oh, bugger, yeah. The reason, the reason why I got confused there is because I just presumed that most of the players who played in the last two warp games weren't actually in the bloody squad. So, yeah, my bad, yeah. <laughs> Do you feel for the likes of someone like Mason Greenwood, who was probably on the verge of being selected and then and then asked to pull out of the tournament? And Would it be him or Bakayo Saka? I think it was yeah. one one or the other that was going to the tournament. Who would it, who would it have been for you if you had the full selection? Oh, that is a. Do you know that's really difficult because because the sort of different players I see Greenwood is more of like a real forward, but Saka's more of a box to box for me. He he does bits in sort of both areas of the pitch. Greenwood, I think, if if you want one of them to score you a crucial goal in a crucial game, I do think Greenwood's got got that little bit of edge over him. But Saka, I'm I really really rate him. I, I think he can play in a variety of positions. Which, if England swap shape, because it might not be working with a four at the back if they do that, and they went to a three, I think he could very easily play wing back, very, very, very easily. So, I'm very happy that he's involved in the squad, and he obviously proved in that friendly that he's got a clinical edge to him because that wasn't an easy finish either. I I wouldn't have listed him as a forward. I I I think he, I think his best position in England shirt will be as a left wing back. And I think mm. actually, I mean, I think I've said it to you lot after that game that one of the few things we learn is that. Grealish should be starting, and if you're playing a back five, Saka plays a left wing back. So I don't think we can really compare him and Greenwood because I don't think they're going to be in the same position. But then you look at the squad list, and he's listed as a forward. So does that just also add to the point of passage as me? But does Gareth Southgate not know even the best position for his players, let alone the best starting eleven? I think yeah. I think if you're looking, uh, if you want an attacker, obviously I, I would have had Mason Greenwood. I think the fact that the reason why we're considering Saka as the left wing back, and don't get me wrong, it probably will be his, his, his best position and his future position. But I, you don't need, <laughs> you certainly don't need, you know, as many right backs as we've taken and 
two left backs when you've got Trippier, who Southgate has said could play left back. In fact, he played left back, didn't he, against mm-hmm. Austria as well? I know he could probably you probably won't want him at left wing back, but I still think Chilwell could do that fine. I probably wouldn't maybe want Shaw as much. Which so if we were playing wing backs, but I don't I don't know. I I would still have Chilwell in, and I think he could play back to back games as well. I don't I can't see us playing five at the back for more than two games in a row. I just don't think it. I don't think it'll work. I think the way that this squad's set up is to change and, and to mess around with it and to tinker in a way to cater to whichever team that we're playing. I'd be surprised if we played five at the back, even in the knockout stages for two more than two games in a row. So I'd still, I'd chill well be my first choice there. I wouldn't have Sakri in my squad. Do you think, and this is a, I'm not going to say controversial question because I think it will be asked a lot um, this, this summer. Do you think this is Southgate's last tournament if he doesn't get it right? It's probably more about how, if he gets it wrong, how badly does he get it wrong? Like I say, I think if it's a last 16 finish, we get knocked out to whoever. I don't I don't really care who it is. <laughs> I think he could go. I think if it's quarterfinals and we've, we've, we've been playing well all tournament and like I say, it's, it's a big team, you know, France or whoever, then, and, it, and we put up a bit of a fight, then I think he'll be okay. And then I think beyond that, if he gets semifinals, I think he should, I think he'll be okay. Regardless of who, well, pretty unless it's North Macedonia, we go out to in the semi-finals, which I think is probably unlikely. Um, I think uh, he'll keep his job. I quite like him to do one more to- one more World Cup after this, just because he's got this group of players now. And you look at the average age of that squad. I'm not going to guess the average age of that squad, but I'm going to go Second with about youngest. 24, honestly, because like yeah. that is ridiculous. Maybe a bit older than 24. Then I think it's about- 25.2 or something like that. Right, 25. That's a really, really young-looking squad. And he's sort of brought them up a little bit through the under-21s and stuff. I think he deserves one shot with them when they're all heading into their prime in the world for the World Cup, which is is, it, is the World Cup next year. Yeah, that's that, yeah, yeah, that's the reason that I agree with you, Dan. Because yeah. the turnaround for the World Cup next next winter, um, yeah, I think yeah. it would be too difficult yeah. to get a new manager and implement their style. Um, and like you say, he's come he's come up with the under-21s. Um, it would be too short a turnaround to get someone in. Um, before that tournament, which after the Euros is probably only around 18 months away, if that. My only issue is that I think if you look at past England managers and compared to Southgate in the way they play, generally speaking, it's all been very similar. It's almost like it's part of the job that you've got to play this attacking build from the back sideways if, it, if, if that's the only option of football. I mean, like, I mean, it's really difficult to, to judge Saladice on his one game, <laughs> but he, he, he managed England and used ways of playing that he, I don't think he's used at any other football club he's been at. And I don't mean by that he wasn't just launching it long because that's not what he does in his club football, but he doesn't play the ball like he tried to in that Lithuania game. You go back to Roy Hodgson. Again, he, he tried to implement a style at England like all of his predecessors that wasn't really fitting to his style. And the problem with Gareth Southgate is other than Middlesbrough, and you might be able to pass comment on this, I, I don't know what his style of football is. Gareth no. Southgate. So I don't know if he's almost trying to implement the, the England way and he's not playing how he would choose to as a manager. But I don't think he played like this as at Middlesbrough from what I can remember because he wasn't particularly successful. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what you can say to that, lads. Well, I'd just say that, yeah, I completely agree with what you say. We, we literally, I, I don't know what our style is, as you said there. I, I literally don't have a clue. But what I would say is if, if you had a choice of a manager now, to, to lead you into the Euros, any manager in the world, who who would you want in charge of this side? 
because I, I, I don't know who'd actually bring the best out of them, really. Who who, who would take Tuchel. over this side and do who? Sorry, Tuchel. He's he's a minute. He's the he's arguably the best manager in the world, isn't he? For what he's done this season, mm-hmm. you could argue. I don't. Yeah, he's the one of Champions League. That's the best competition. But, so. Because we've obviously got a project manager, though, haven't we? We've got that's what we've got with England. Yeah. We've got a project manager. Whereas mm-hmm. we, I'm sure we could have had Jose Mourinho. Do you know what I mean? We, like, because he's pretty much available. I know he's at Roma, but we <laughs> we could have had him for this tournament and tr- and tried to like just just go all at it and try and win a win a win a cup. But what would Mourinho do with this side? What would anyone do with this side? I don't know. That. It's it's a project, isn't it? And it, I don't think we'll ever have a manager for more than. For five years ever. Well, I don't think that 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 when Southgate moves on, I don't think the answer is to do what we did with Southgate and look to the under twenty ones and promote from within. I don't think that's the answer because again, not just because it's AD Boothroyd, but because I, again, the style of football is is almost like you have to play this way to get the job, and so I don't think that I I, I think I say all this we could go and win the Euros and I, and I look stupid. <laughs> But I don't. I really don't think we will. I, mean, I hope we do, but I really don't think we will. Mm. Uh, but I think that squad of players is capable of doing so, which is why it really frustrates me. But the point I'm trying to make is that this is not me slagging Southgate off. I think you could put anybody in that position, mm. and they would have to play a certain way. And if they didn't, they wouldn't last very long, regardless of success. And I don't think that these footballers can can play in such a way to have success. To answer your earlier question, Adam, the only memory I have of Gareth Southgate in Middlesbrough is taking us from a UEFA Cup final to relegation within three seasons. So, well, exactly. And then, I mean, we we not County, who were League Two at the time, bottom half League Two, fight relegation, beat you in the League Cup at your place. So, you can't have been that good a manager. <laughs> Every week, we get one of you guys to send us in a question. And this week, it's Daryl from Margate, who asks, who is your surprise package for the Euros? A team that isn't necessarily going to win the tournament, but will perhaps go further than people expect, or do the opposite, will underperform at this summer's championships. Um, We've all selected a team, we believe. Ollie's got involved in this one as well. Um, Dan, because you look the most ready, scratching your eyes. I'm going to come to you first. Who is your surprise package for this year's Euros? Yeah, I'm going with the Azzurri, with Italy. Um, for me, I think they can win it. A lot of people do think this, so I'm not sure it's quite as unexpected as <laughs> as, as you think. Like, that dark horse, that whole old phrase. A lot of people have Italy as their dark horse. But it's with good reason, because the 27 games unbeaten, 20 clean sheets in those 27, uh, in, in those 27 games, which is just a phenomenal stat. Mancini has got the perfect blend of experience and raw talent. For example, the Silva Chiellini at the back, but Nico Barilla in the mid in the middle has been absolutely outstanding for into this season. Clinical Chiro Immobile, never I can never say it. Chiro, Chiro Immobile, yeah, that one. Chiro Immobile up top is guaranteed goals, and Insigne will be crucial in providing them. They've got a difficult-ish group with Wales, Turkey, and Switzerland, but if they win it. They'll likely play Denmark or Russia in the round of 16, which in my opinion isn't too bad. Like England, they've got a bit of home advantage too. They're playing a lot of their games at the Stadio Olimpico. 
And they go into every tournament as dark horses, they really do, but no one ever puts them as the favourites because they've got nowhere near the squad as, as other countries have. But they've not got four World Cup stars on their badge for nothing. They know how to scrap their way through difficult fixtures. And for that, I, I, I think they could surprise quite a few people. Seventh favourite though, Dan. So it was isn't that that yeah, dark horse. But, but that's, in, in fairness, seven teams, six teams ahead yeah. of them is quite a lot. Seventh means quarterfinals, doesn't it? Yeah. Adam, I'm going to come to you next. Who's your surprise package for the Euros? So mine is for the more of the wrong reasons. I'm going for Germany. Uh, I know that there are going to be some third place teams that go through, and so that might make this all look a bit pointless. But they're in the same group as you mentioned earlier as Portugal and France. And and Hungary, let's not forget Hungary. They might do what like what Costa Rica did to England in the 2014 World Cup group. Um, but Germany, France and Portugal are all shorter on to Italy. They're all in the top seven, but they're all in the same group. So yes, there's a chance that they could all go through, but are they going to be the highest scoring third place team when they're all playing each other? I'm not so sure. Are Hungary going to go through the campaign pointless? I wouldn't be so sure. And it's just the fact that I think Portugal and France are the last two major competition winners. Last year's winners, the World Cup winners. They, I think, will finish first and second. And it's not that Germany are a bad team. Just I think they're going to fin- they, I don't think they're going to be able to finish any higher than third because of the group that they're in. And I think that they, they I mean, as I said, they might get through on that third place thing. I'm not entirely sure how that works, to be honest. But I think that Hungary are going to be. Hungary are going to be up for it because they know they're going to have they've got the three hardest games possible. So Hungary might even upset a few and, and nick a win against one of them, maybe two of them. So I I just think Germany are going to go out in the groups. I think your surprise package is Hungary, isn't it? <laughs> well, I, I start thinking, I was saying, I thought actually Hungary might <laughs> might win a couple here. And actually, if they win two, they're probably going to get through, aren't they? So they might even end up with two of France, Portugal, Germany not going through. <laughs> You also did really well to say they're not going to be hungry for success because you were contemplating it halfway through, weren't you? When they were... <laughs> <laughs> you were talking about them. Should we talk about Ollie's suggestion next then? Because Ollie's gone for Denmark and he cited a strong squad as the reason mm-hmm. for why he thinks they may upset a few um, at the Euros. So if, yeah, Cam, you can get that up and then we'll discuss yeah, I've it. Got, because I've got it up. Despite the obvious names of Christian Eriksson, Kasper Schmeichel to name, all of them. Why embrace white? Win, mm-hmm. God. I tell you, I like the spine. I like the spine of the team. Yeah, they've got two decent centre halves there, like, actually. I, I, I think the, I think the Delaney. Got four, yeah. Oh, do you know what, right? That's not even a bad shout, that. For Jensen people that can't see the screen. Do you want to explain yeah. it? <laughs> um, <laughs> right. That's a good point. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they've got, they've got, got, got yeah, go on. Um, so they've got obviously Schmeichel in goal, and, and even then they've got an okay backup in Lersel, but. Schmeichel will obviously play every game if he's fit. And then I, I think I like their centre-back options. They've got five centre-halves in uh, Simon Kayar. I don't know how you pronounce that, but he's really experienced centre-half. Um, Andreas Christensen, of course, played really well in the Champions League final. Yannick Vestergaard isn't even in the top two. I, mean, I would argue that there's probably play a three at the back, don't Mark. I know it's it, here it's listed as like a four, two, three, one, but they could easily play three centre-halves because they've also got Joachim Anderson, who obviously played for Fulham and he's probably going to get another Premier League move. And then Matthias Jorgensen, who, if you remember, was really decent at Huddersfield for a little bit before they were eventually relegated. So, yeah, the, the actual goalkeeper and centre-half options are really strong. And then they've got Hoybier and Thomas Delaney for Spurs, play for Spurs and Dortmund, respectively. That's a really good double pivot, if you like. 
with um, Matthias Jensen, who was obviously very impressive at, at Brentford this season, granted in the, in the championship. And then uh, uh, Christian Eriksen ahead of them. Uh, the only the only worry about maybe the spine, if you like, is probably who's going to score the goals. Kasper Dolberg is listed as their main striker. He's still a little bit young. I don't think he's quite fulfilled that um, what I would call football manager potential because he was a, a wonder kid a good few years ago. But uh, I'm not really sure, you know, how he's getting on goal scoring wise. But he's listed as their best striker. I think they've got a, a decent chance. But I just worry about the wide areas. The fact that they're taking Martin Braithwaite as one of the backup wingers is a bit worrying. Um, I like the left back in Joachim Meyer. I think he's, or he was at, at KRC Genk. I don't know if he's still there anymore, but I know he was a good young left wing back. Um, and Daniel Vass as well, who used, again used to be a winger, so maybe an area of weakness down that side defensively. But I think Ollie's got a good point. I think he has. What, what does everyone else think? Ooh, Danish Calvert, your Danish football expert there. <laughs> yeah. I think you did a very good job of that, Cameron. <laughs> Thanks. All I can say is I hope that Andere Christensen and Andreas Christensen don't play at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I did see I saw Anders first and I thought, that's right, it's Andreas. And then I realised <laughs> that he's obviously there as well. So yeah. They're um they're twenty-eight to one, Denmark, and they're the next shortest odds after Italy at nine Ooh. to one. So there's a huge gap there in the middle. So mm. so Denmark are kind of the best of the rest in terms of mm. in terms of betting. Not that we're condoning that activity, of course, but um mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think I think they are decent, decent odds. <laughs> not condoning it, but decent for, odds. For a bit of context, <laughs> get them on. For a bit of context, though, Adam only does put five p bets on, yeah. so yeah, he's not a big. And you know what? I've actually I've uh, I've up the stakes recently because because um, Notts have got a left wing back on left from Harrogate called Calvin Miller, and he bombs forward in games so much and he gets so many shots on goal, and he hasn't scored yet. And for the last four or five games, I was thinking he is going to score. So I've put 50p on every game for him to score and he hasn't yet. So I'm bloody bleeding out now. <laughs> Go on, Cam. Your surprise package for the Euros. Uh, yeah, my surprise package is uh, is Turkey. Interesting. I didn't think I'd, I'd be saying that before I, I did my research. Uh, if there aren't any Turkish um, fans that you know, follow us, I'm really sorry about the pronunciations. I'm not, not very good. <laughs> um, so, but I'll, I'll, I'll start anyway with the manager, uh, Senol Gunes. Uh, he has a history as Turkey boss, um, not quite before our time, but in the 2002 World Cup, he took uh, Turkey to a third place finish. Um, recently, though, they favoured a, a 4-1-4-1 formation, and they tend to try and catch teams on the counter-attack. Um, but they can press weaker opposition as well to try and force mistakes. But against bigger opposition, they tend to just sit back and, and be quite compact. Um, then on to some of their key players. Um, I didn't actually realise before looking at him, he was, he was at West Brom. Um, but they've got a, a defensive midfielder called OK, and that is how it's spelled OK, uh, Yokusla. Um He's been on loan at West Brom for the second half of this season. And I was looking at his stats. He's not scored or got an assist, I don't believe, but he's been really solid defensive midfielder. And apparently he's a big part of the way that Turkey play and, and that compactness. He's, he often sits between the lines and, uh, and just sort of fills up space. Um, with the ball, though, Turkey, uh, traditionally, they try and play out from the back. And, of course, their, arguably their star man is Kagla Soyuncu. Um, obviously a big part of, of not just Turkey, but, but the way that Leicester and the way that they've been playing recently out from the back. Um, uh, it does invite pressure, but Turkey can play um, vertical, um, quick vertical passes as well with Soyuncu through the midfield up to uh, the big men up top because they do have a few sort of target men-style strikers. Uh, also, they've got a, 
a lot of been a lot's been made of England's potential set piece exploits. Well, they've got one of their own in uh, hacking Chanaloglu. Uh, there's not many better dead ball strikers in in Europe, and uh, and yeah, Chanaloglu will definitely be one to watch out for for uh, goal of the competition. Um, the, their attack is pretty versatile, um, as you can see, but. At home, they've got, uh, for the listeners at home, should I say, they've got five strikers and four attacking wingers. Um, Channel Oglu is one of them. And then the main striker we're expecting to play up front is Burak Yilmaz, who uh, who you may uh, have heard that he's had a very good goal-scoring season, 16 goals and 27 appearances with an XG of just 9.5. Um, the Lille strikers obviously helped massively in their uh, in their return to the top little- of- the, the Lille, Lille striker, Lille. The Lille. Lille. <laughs> He's massive. <Yeah. laughs> uh, Adam's the French correspondent. He, he uh, yeah, he'll Lille. know how to pronounce Lille. There you go. Um, but obviously they've returned to to the league on title or top of the league. league on, I've got. I was saying at the top of the league on table. That's what I was going to say. Um, and, and they're looking at their qualifiers as well, their qualification and how they um, they got to the tournament. Uh, they nearly actually topped their group. There was only two points behind France. Um, they actually beat France as well, 2-0 at home, and then narrowly drew 1-1 in Paris. The only game that they actually lost was actually away at Iceland and um, not the supermarket. Easily easy done. <laughs> 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 uh, but they did actually only concede three goals, which is uh, half the amount of goals that France conceded in that group. Um, and I'm not going to pretend it wasn't. It, it was quite an easy group as well. Um, but they did, yeah, so they conceded less goals than France and I think they scored the second most, as you'd expect. So, And uh, and I talked about the youngest squads when it, well, when Dan mentioned about having England having a young squad, the actual only squad that's younger is this Turkish squad. So if they don't do well this tournament, I'm completely wrong, then I'm going to say, actually, I meant the World Cup. In fact, not the World Cup, the Euros, because they're not in the World Cup, but I don't think they're in the World Cup anyway. But yeah. In the next in the next few years, they'll be fantastic, Turkey. They'll be uh, they'll be right up there. Maybe not this next tournament, but uh, we'll see. I think that just leaves me then. And uh, my surprise package is Ukraine. Uh, they're unbeaten in qualifier matches, winning eight of the ten. Um, in their previous two championships in 2012 and 2016, uh, they failed to get past the group stage. Um, and those two times are actually the only times they've been at the tournament. And 2012 was due to hosting um, the European Championships. A first place finish would see them face third place from groups D, E or F, which the most prominent would be someone like Portugal, a side they actually beat in qualification. Um, just reaching the knockout rounds would be surprising, considering they've never managed it before. But with Netherlands, Austria and North Macedonia in the group, I think that's more reasonable than ever. And I think they could go further than perhaps some are expecting. Um, Ukraine, a team that perhaps weren't so fancied, but might pull up a few trees at this summer's championship. Ukraine are 66 to 1, so if you're interested. Turkey, Ooh. 50 to 1. What are England, by the way? Did you, did we <laughs> England, you're like this. England are 9 to 2 joint favourites. <laughs> with with, with, with uh, France. France. Yeah. So lads, this week's quiz, I've gone away a bit from the format because it's one I've invented myself. Uh, Each player will take it in turns to name a country that's qualified for this summer's championships. They'll then answer a question relating to that nation. Oh, no. There are 24 countries to name, but if you name an incorrect country, 
your pass mm-hmm. will then sorry your goal will then pass to the next player. You get one point for naming a correct country, and then one <laughs> point for getting the bonus question correct as well. But if you are incorrect, the other two players can buzz in and try and steal that point. Um, Some questions point. are harder than others, so choose your countries wisely. Oh yeah, because we know which ones have got difficult questions. I don't know, we? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Who would like to go first? I'd like to go first, please, Sam. Okay, Adam, you can go first, and then we'll go clockwise on my screen. So it's Adam, then Cam, then Dan. So it's just alphabetical order by first name. Not that that has any relevance whatsoever. (laughs) Adam, would you like to pick a nation? England. England Mm. is correct. One point. Adam, your England question. I get this wrong. Who were the only team to beat England in the qualifying matches for Euro 2020? We, we, we lost a qualifier. No, we didn't. I, I couldn't even name one team that were in our qualifying group. <laughs> lads, <laughs> lads, get ready to buzz in if Adam's wrong. You don't lose points can, if you get it wrong. <laughs> you don't lose points if you get it wrong. I remember going behind so, really early on to Kosovo at home. No, then we did. And I remember having goal updates on and be like, but yeah, Crossroads 2 0 up against England already. Yeah, I don't think they held on. I think England won that 3 2. I can't think of anybody else we've played. So I'm going to say, against all odds, I'm going to say Kosovo. Adam, that's incorrect. No way. We won that game 5 3. Did we? I think it's 5 3. Does anyone want to buzz in? I can only now think of we won't lose any points, will we? You won't lose any points. It's worth <laughs> yeah, Cam's okay, buzzed okay. in. I'll, I'll buzz in. Montenegro? Montenegro's also incorrect. Dan. Oh, I'm just going to go. I don't even know if we played in Switzerland. No, no one gets a point. It was Czech Republic who went one oh. minute after two minutes through Harry Kane. Mm-hmm. Then they equalised in the fifth minute before scoring in the 85th minute. I probably I shouldn't have said them. No, I'm not worried about them. At all. No, no. So, <laughs> England. Hang on, been... check the, the, the Czech public that are in our group. Yeah, I know. Well, I said, oh, oh, easy. <laughs> easy, that one. We're getting out of the group. Which one. is why I didn't mention it earlier, because I didn't want to spoil the quiz. <laughs> <laughs> I know the only one thing is Bulgaria, but I knew we'd be some. Okay, Cam, you're next. Would you like yes. to name a country? Um, I would like to name a country, and I'll say Scotland. Scotland mm-hmm. is correct. Well, I took, cut the tension around nice. Cameron. What yes. was the score the last time Scotland played England at the European Championships? Um, it was 1 0 England. That's incorrect. Adam. I think Scotland won, so I'll say 1 0 Scotland. No. Incorrect. Was that not when Gaza scored? I'm going to say. So I'm going to say 2 1 England. Incorrect. Oh. I'm thinking of Wales. I'm it thinking was of Wales. Two oh, nil no. England. The very oh. game. Down. It, Gary McAllister missed the penalty. Oh, then yeah. Gazza scored the, the other end beauty, and scored he? the dentist chair goal. Two nil mm. England. Well, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Half point or what? No, no points. I'm afraid, Dan. But it is <laughs> your goal. Would you like to name a country? I'd may as well just go Italy. Italy is correct. <laughs> Dan, the Italians were one of two nations to have a flawless qualification campaign, playing 10 and winning 10. Name the other country. Ooh. 
my, my mind straight away went to France, and obviously it wasn't England as we've just found out. Um, <laughs> well, I would have said England actually originally. Um, was it France? Um, it could have been like Germany. I, I, I think Spain lost. Oh, Belgium. Oh. Oh, I think I'm going to say Belgium. Belgium? Yeah. It's correct. Yeah. Okay. I, was, I was hoping you were going to say France because then I would have known. That, well, you obviously weren't listening anyway to my yeah, exactly, yeah. preview. <laughs> so I saying oh, sorry. Beat them and then drew in Paris. Oh, so. yeah, you did. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of round one, Adam and Cam both on one, Dan in the lead with two. But Adam, there are plenty more countries to name. Mm-hmm. Wales. Wales. Yeah. Adam, who replaced Ryan Giggs as manager before this summer's tournament? <laughs> Page. Correct. Get in there. Um, Two points. Fame. <laughs> there you go. I wouldn't have known that. Cameron. Yes. Would you like uh, to name a country? I would, and I will say I'll go with France. France. Mm-hmm. Cameron. Who changed nation from French to Spanish to be included in Luis Enrique's squad after failing to receive a call-up for Les Blues? Uh, I'm Rick Laporte. <laughs> it's correct. Who, Les... Who's Les Blues? Les Blues. <laughs> <laughs> I can't speak French, Adam. I just oh, let the fucking music do the talking. <laughs> <laughs> That's answer, correct. Sorry. It was Amrit Laporte. Sorry. Dan. I'll go Spain. Spain is correct. Spain are the only team at Euro 2020 not taking 26 players. How many are they taking? Oh. I I, I think 25 is too obvious, so I'm going to go 24. 24? Yeah. Correct. (laughs) Lucky boy. That's not lucky. That's just psyching someone out, isn't it? Okay, at the end of round two, Adam and Cam are on three, Dan on four. It's all right, Adam, Dan will run country. He'll say Colombia or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I'll cross that one off then. Adam, would you like to name a country? Oh, I think I'll go for Belgium, please, Sam. Belgium? Okay. Yes, please. You might be regretting that, Adam. Oh. Who scored Belgium's goal in their 3-1 semi-final defeat to Wales in Euro 2016? Oh, I know he's got all three Wales goals. That's a shame, isn't it? I've got a really weird name in my head. I don't think it's right, but uh, I am going to say NASA Chadley. Incorrect, I'm afraid. Ooh. Buzz in, lads, if you're not. Oh, uh, I'll, I'll buzz in. Go on then, Dan. <laughs> um, was it Alex Vittel? It wasn't. Ooh. Oh, buzz in then. Um, so I thought you through my process, Sam. Um, you I me as well, Cam. Yeah, I was thinking it was Nasty Chadley as well. So now I'm really struggling. So I'm thinking it must be a winger. Um, can't see face. I can't see if that was. Oh, you know, I think, yeah. I'm. I'm gonna. I don't know. It's probably not right. I'm gonna say Yannick Carrasco. Is also incorrect. The correct Mertens? answer. Sorry, Dan. Bruce Mertens. No. Oh, it was. Anyone else gonna pop in? Or have you? Run out of names. Lukaku? No. It's, it's, it's more vague than what you think. It's Rafa Nine Golan. Oh, oh, 
Oh, wasn't a bad I guess. Have, I, I don't know that <laughs> name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Adam, you still get a point now. Thank you. Cameron. Yes. Uh, I would country? like I'd like Portugal, please. Portugal? Uh-huh. Which Portuguese player won UEFA European Championship Young Player of the Tournament in 2016? Renato Sanchez. Is correct. Cameron, you take the lead. Yeah, I, <laughs> I was, I was, that's why I picked Portugal. I thought the question was yeah. going to be... <laughs> Dan. Um, Germany. Germany. How many of Germany's 26-man squad are from Bayern Munich? Six, oh. seven or eight? Oh. You get the options. Seven. Incorrect. Because that was multiple choice, we'll not do a buzzer for that round. That's the end of round three. Uh, Adam on four, Cam and Dan on five. Adam, back round to you to name a country. I don't think we said Croatia. We haven't. I'll say Croatia then, please, Sam. <laughs> it's correct, Adam. <laughs> Midfield maestro Luka Modric broke the 10-year cycle of Messi and Ronaldo winning the Ballon d'Or. But in which year did he win the award? Ooh, that's a good question. It would make sense it would have been after the World Cup, would it? Oh, God. <laughs> I think that the short-lived rematch Instagram page put something on about Modric winning the Ballon d'Or. So that means it can't be 2017 because he weren't, we didn't know each other in 2017. So I'm going to say 2018. It's correct, Adam. Well done. Yes. You've taken the it wasn't lead. About the Ballon it was about the fee- that was the FIFA's best, that one on Instagram. Oh, well, thank yeah. you anyway. I... <laughs> well, That's why I got it right. <laughs> Flawed logic, but it got into the right answer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cam, so. it is your go. Name have a country. We've had the Netherlands. No, it's the Netherlands, haven't they? Netherlands? Netherlands, I'll have Netherlands, please. Correct. They are a country. <laughs> Who is the current manager of the Netherlands? Oh, no. Who's the manager? Oh, God. Oh, it's going to be a really, really obvious name as well. It's going to be really, really obvious. Oh, think, think. You know this. You know this. You all know it. Did it, Dan? I think so. I've got a name here, but I'm sure I can't be wrong. It's not Daily Blind's brother or whatever his dad or I can't remember what it is. Danny Blind. Danny, I'll go Danny Blind just because I'm not sure. Oh no, I know he is! 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 Let's take your first answer, Cam, I'm afraid. Dan, that's you. Would you like to give an answer? Is it Fred the Boar? It is, yeah, that's correct, Dan. Well done. Get in! That means it's it's entirely equal now, all on six. If I just waited half a second, it was there. It was in my mind. Oh, God. Dan, to take the lead, name a country. Oh. Uh, Hungary? <laughs> Hungary? Be yeah. doing what a question this is. Which oh, former Wigan and Bolton keeper has been included in their 26-man squad? Wigan and Bolton. Is he really? He must be. Is that, is that... I feel like it might be... Adam Bogdan? 
correct and well done. Yes. Oh, God, I'm not going to say what I was thinking. That's all right. Yeah. Jessica Lyon, that's something. <laughs> Ali Al, absolutely the only name I had. Did you hear the country, Adam? <laughs> I did, yeah. I got that. <laughs> <laughs> not hungry by the sound of it. Oh. At the end of that round, Adam and Cam both on six, Dan in the lead on eight. Adam, back to you. Oh, now it's getting interesting, isn't it? I'm going to say Sweden. Sweden? Who's the kit manufacturer for Sweden? Um, hmm. Let's make this not sound stupid. I'm trying to picture it in my head. Can't, I can't I can't see it unfortunately. Um well, I think my head first. <laughs> I'm not sure. And with my previous guesses, probably should definitely not go with it. But I'm gonna go with area, E double R E A. that's incorrect. Dan. It was Adidas before. I'm not sure it is anymore, but I'm gonna go Adidas. It is Adidas. Yeah, it is. Should have gone obvious one. They don't say area for what an idiot. Cameron. Yeah. Yep. Would you like to pick a country? Um, I would, yeah. I will say Denmark. Denmark. In which city are Denmark playing all three of their Euro 2020 Group B matches? Hmm. That doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be in Denmark, but I'm going to have to guess because otherwise it could be anywhere. I'm just going to say Copenhagen. Correct. Well done, Camp. Get in. Dan. Running out of teams. Have we said Austria? We have not said Austria. Are they in it? Yeah. yeah. Are they? they are. <laughs> we found that I found that out through you the other night, son. <laughs> I went, Austria quarter of the year Euros. You went, I don't know. <laughs> so then we found out, yeah. Dan, which former Stoke forward was Austria's top scorer in qualification? Arnautovic. Correct. At the end of that round, Adam, seven, Cam, eight, Dan, out in front on 11. He said out there. I was like, what have I done wrong now? <laughs> I, I think I might get it out of the way and I might, you know, yeah, just pride all you. I'm even North Macedonia, please, Sam. <laughs> it's all about picking your questions wisely. If you can answer this, it'd be wise. Adam, oh, colour is the home shirt of North Macedonia? Oh. Well, now that is a question, isn't it? I think it is white. Incorrect. Oh, 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 white. Dan. Red. It is red. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I was thinking. Behind, I think about the the flag's white, red, isn't it? So I went the wrong one. <laughs> Cameron. Yeah. Um, okay, mate. Um, <laughs> I will say, I'll go, down the, I'll go down the niche route of Iceland. Iceland Ooh, and not it. there. Oh, they're not in it. Oh, absolute scenes. So, <sighs> no points, I'm afraid, Cam. Dan, oh, fine. Have, have we said Turkey? <laughs> we have not <laughs> said Turkey. <laughs> it's not, I, I, I have other names. I just thought I just thought I should read it. <laughs> Dan. Hello. Forward Burak Yilmaz scored 16 goals for which French side this season as they were crowned winners of League Earn? Lille. Lille, well done, Dan. At the end of that round, Adam, eight. Cam, eight. Dan, 14. Go on, Dan. Wow. 
This is I'm going to win a quiz. This is embarrassing. <laughs> have is we incredible. said Russia? We have not said Russia. Adam, Yes. what is the colour of Russia's home kit? Oh, not again. <laughs> is this one white? No. Is it not? Oh, red. It is red. Damn yes. Come on. Red? <laughs> First one played it white in the, oh, in the World Cup. That's their away shirt. Is it? Oh, it would make sense because they're playing Denmark. When I can, when I can think, oh, bloody hell. Stupid. Cameron, I don't would want you to like to name a country? Uh, Ukraine, fuck it. Ukraine? Who co-hosted the 2012 European Championships alongside Ukraine? This is going to get someone an answer for the next one. Poland. Correct. Poland. Poland, Dan. <laughs> Fantastic choice. Dan, spell Matthias Click. Oh. M A T H E. Wrong. <laughs> I didn't see that. <laughs> Who was it, Dan? It was really close. I've not even <laughs> who it was. Who's got off first? Who got off first? Oh. Oh, oh, Cam's, yeah. Yeah, Cam's goes <laughs> off first. Well done. Yeah, it's a good point, Cam. Cam, yeah. spell Matthias Click. <laughs> I'm getting it wrong anyway. I'm just giving Adam another way of how not to spell it. Um, <laughs> I think I know how to spell it. That's the thing. M A T. Or is it some like weird, like weird combination of letters at the end? E. U. S. Thank space. You. Wrong. What? <laughs> <laughs> I said space. Adam, spell Matthias Click. Space in between his names. Yeah, no, I thought that would be the right. No, it's got, it's got a weird. That's baffled got a me weird that. Weird really baffled me. Well, hang on, what? We We don't just joke if we come there, but he said. So someone comes after the S. I thought there was, but I I wanted to be able to. I didn't want to risk it cause in case it wasn't. <laughs> M A T E U S. Yeah, that's how far I got, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Z. Oh, it must yeah. be. Yeah. Uh, then, then, then we'll put a space in. K L I C H. Well done, Adam. Yes. I Thank knew it. Was, I'm not just an S. I knew it. I even said it. I said it's just another way for for Adam not to or get it wrong. Fuck's sake. So at the end of that round, Adam 10, <laughs> Cam 10, Dan 15. Oh, yes. Not many left. I don't know. It's going to be really difficult. How many left? There are still one, two, three, four, five. Sorry, that's wrong. There are still four countries to name. Oh, God. But if you can't oh, name them, that really means there it. are still eight points to play, so anyone can still win. Yeah. Right, I'm not sure if these are there, but I'm going to say Finland. Finland, Adam, is correct. Oh, what an answer that is. But this is one that won't go to the buzzer as it's multiple choice. True or false? (laughs) This is Finland's first appearance at a major tournament. (laughs) Good question. Oh, it can't be true, but then why would you ask it? But then, it, oh, don't know. I've got a feeling because I think I think Pook is injured, isn't he? And I'm sure they were saying that he's going to miss Finland's first ever tournament. I made that up. 
I'm not going to tell you. I'm going against my instinct. I'm going to say something that is true. Adam, that's right. It is true. Yes. <laughs> Where were you, Dan? Uh, that was my last one. Cameron. Yeah. Finland. <laughs> yeah. Would you what? like to name a country? Uh, no, not really. Um, <laughs> uh, let me just let me just. I think someone me me visual map. All right. Well, well it, I say visual map. It's not like I've got one in front of me. It's just in my head. We haven't said the Czech Republic, have we? Czech Republic. Cameron. Sir. Czech Republic is a right answer. Go for that. Czech player of the season, Thomas Suchek, wears what number for London club West Ham? Did he get number number eight? Who would have got number? Oh, Mark, what's Mark Noble? Mark Noble. No, he's 16, isn't he? Yeah. Okay. Is that eight? Eight, maybe? Yeah. Rice is five. Hmm. Oh, I bet. Oh, I bet it's. Mm. I've got two in my head. I think I'm going to say number eight, but if it's the other one, I'm going to be really annoyed. That's incorrect. <laughs> I'm probably wrong. I, I think it's 28. Adam, that's correct. I am... Fi- oh, I hate this game. I, that, my other one, I didn't want to say it because I knew... It. Oh, I so. Oh, it's close now, isn't it? I hate it. Uh, Adam, I, I'm annoyed, but I am slightly rooting for you because... Because it's what Dan to win, really. Exactly. The, the, the listeners don't want Dan to win. There are two teams left, and Dan, it is you to name, which means, Adam, you will get a chance to name another country, which is why I said, does anyone want to go first? Exactly, I was clever. Right, um, I can think of one more. I don't think we've said them, and that's Slovakia. <sighs> Slovakia, correct, Dan. Dan, name one of the two teams Slovakia beat in the playoff matches to qualify for the tournament. So, in other words, the t- a team that's not there <laughs> at the Euros—is that how that works? <laughs> or did the, I don't know how the playoffs work for this. Did the? Oh, I don't know how it works. Oh, who did the beat? I mean, the only other team I can think of that's any close to the Slovenia. Incorrect. Yeah. Adam. I'm gonna say the Republic of Ireland. Is correct. Oh, Third. So I don't care anyway. Okay. It means at the end of that round, Adam is on 14, Cam is oh. on eleven, Dan is on sixteen, but with one country left to name, it's back round to Adam. <laughs> I hope there's a tiebreaker, Adam. It's, um, there isn't. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, can, I can only think of one country that I don't think we've said, but we might have said. And that is Poland. Poland has been said. Yeah, has been said. said three times, but I don't. Yeah. <laughs> oh, was that Poland, quick. was it? <laughs> oh, I didn't think he was Polish. That's annoying, isn't it? But it might come back round. Yeah. <clears throat> Cameron, name a country. Oh, yeah, of course it's me. Um, ooh. Right. It's, it's not that side. Can't be that side. It's not up here, I don't think. No, it's not up here. <laughs> could, be, could be in the middle. Could, could be a bit down here as well. I have, it's going to be down It's going to be down here. It's not going to be up there. They're all crap up there. They're all crap up there. Um. Oh, this is so. Oh, Dan's. Dan's Dan good. thinks he knows I think, it. I, I think. I think I, I worked it out actually. 
I think I'm, really, I'm really struggling here. My, my head's you gone. You can after pass if you want, Cam. To, uh, it, doesn't, it, doesn't it doesn't really make much difference, mate. If you don't pass, Dan wins. And get it well, right, yeah, sorry. But, but, well, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I, I don't know, mate. So I am going to say... <laughs> I am going to say Greece. Greece is incorrect, Cam. <laughs> I'm not Dan. surprised. Right. This might have been said. I'm pretty sure they're there. Switzerland. Dan. You have done it. Get in! Oh, was in the, it was in the middle. It wasn't. Oh, I mentioned it at some point in yeah. passing. That's what's thrown yeah. me. Dan, <laughs> here's a question. You've already won it. Fabian Schaar and Granite Xhaka are two of the three Swiss players from the Premier League called up to the squad. Name the other. Unless he's injured. But I'm going to go with Shakiri. Correct. Yeah. Which means at the end of the quiz, Adam has 14, Cameron has 11, but Dan, our runaway winner, with 18. Well done, Dan. Well done, Dan. I never win stuff, so this will do. I'm saying Scotland either, which is what I was going to say. I I never, I thought it said Switzerland. Well, did you enjoy that, lads? I did. That was a really good quiz, that. That was all right. Maybe it should be a TV format. We should uh, pitch it to ITV Mm. and see what they come back with. I'm just just disappointed with my own (laughs) form of Sam, to be honest. Yeah. (laughs) You're going to go home and analyse it, Cam. Yeah, I'm just falling out of love with the game. <laughs> I just can't wait for the uh, for the week where we do that with National League teams. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, if there's ever a major tournament with the National League teams over the summer, then maybe I'll do one then. You, well. you just wait until the Tunnels Caramel Challenge Cup comes back. You'll <laughs> 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 be eating your words then. <laughs> Well, that is all for this week. Follow us on Twitter at Rematch Podcast and give us a like on Spotify or iTunes or wherever you get your podcast fix. But what have we learned this week? Well, Dan thinks England will get beat by Shockland. Sam can't speak <laughs> French. None of the lads watched England's qualification matches. And Adam <laughs> thinks every nation play in white. <laughs> <laughs>